It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. The weekend is over. We've all had some good times and maybe some not so good times at home over the weekend. Uh, the mental health needs of the family have kind of been at the top of our mind, recognizing we need to address these issues of anxiety, depression, isolation, but, but balancing that with work, getting bills paid and taking care of things at home sometimes makes us put off the growing mental health needs of our family. So, well, it's, it's time for your mental health moment where we offer some real help and insights to how to address your mental health needs at home, both personally as parents, as well as ideas for teens and young adults. Uh, Today, we're talking about teens. You know, it seems like that's one of the toughest stages. So I have seven kids and two teenagers right now. Uh, our youngest is one. There's challenges all up and down the spectrum of raising kids in different ages. I hear that uh, the older they get, just the more difficult it becomes. Uh, but but really, I love teenagers. Um, you know, I've been working with teenagers in different capacities for quite a long time. And uh, I really relate to them. You know, it's that's like one of the most important times of your life so formative you know it's it's the thing that we all keep going back to as adults we keep looking back at our teenage years and and uh the things we experience and it's some in many ways it defines kind of who we are as adults so it is so crucial that uh we're well educated and able to offer our teens uh you know the healthy environment that they need to succeed both uh, in their adolescence, as they're growing up, but also, you know, as they um, try to make sense of all of their upbringing in their adult life. So, you know, uh, raising teens is really tough. Um, their mental health is so varying, you know, like one moment they can be totally fine. The next moment they can just be totally crazy. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, we can too. So it's it's not just them, but uh, I think it's, you know, it's a part of the development process that's going on. They've got a lot of different hormones all out of whack. Uh, their bodies are growing, their, their social pressures, everything that, that plays into the, uh, the volatile situation they're growing up in. So, you know, it's, it's tough. And really, you know, what, what do the kids need? I think primarily from their parents, they need empathy. You know, I've, I don't do really well with that, honestly, to, to be a hundred percent honest with everybody. Like empathy is really hard for me. And, uh, you know, Brene Brown leading researcher in dialectical behavior therapy has a great, uh, definition of what empathy really is. And there are some great videos online about how to, how to really, um, frame that properly. But, you know, empathy is much different from sympathy. And uh, she talks about how uh, empathy is when you're able to listen to somebody's problem that they're expressing and not really offer solutions or judgment or, or anything like that, but, but just sit with them in that difficult emotion, you know? So like, say your teenager comes home and they've broken up with their 
their girlfriend or whatever. Um, you know, it's as a parent, I would probably be quick to say, "Ah, oh, buck up." You know, there's plenty of plenty of fish out there in the sea. You know, she's not the only one out there. Uh, you know, and kind of minimize their feelings, but really, you know, how does it feel when if your dad were to say, "Oh man, I'm sorry. That's that's tough." You know, she's she's a really sweet girl. That must be really hard for you. You know, you just, as a parent, take those moments to sit with your kids and their emotions and maybe even offer some insight that, that, uh, that you can understand what they're going through, you know, maybe in not so much of a teaching way, but you could offer, you know, like, oh man, that really, that reminds me of when I had to break up with my, my girlfriend and when I was a senior and, uh, anyway, those, those kind of moments really help connect parents and, and teenagers. Um, and really that's what our kids are looking for is connection. You know, they, they're promised so much connection through, uh, technology and through modern society. But, but really there's a big difference in the levels of connection and, and that plays into our mental health. You know, I, this is just a little bit of personal insight that, uh, you know, it's not grounded in any research or anything, but I was, I was contemplating the difference between our generation, my generation and, and our kids' generation and our parents' generation. Um, you know, it seemed like my dad, he grew up in a time where he didn't really like communicate, speak a lot with his parents. They were pretty busy with, with work and stuff, but, um, but he was with them a lot. They did a lot of hard work together and um, there was connection between parent and child through hard work. And um, there weren't these other methods or technological methods of trying to connect with people. And it's interesting because it, it feels like that that generation was fairly well connected with their parents. And then I was looking at our generation uh, you know, the 80s, 90s, uh, you know, Generation X. Um, and we're often termed as like the latchkey kids, right? We were the kids that came home and both parents were working at that time. And um, we had, you had a key to get yourself in. Nobody was home when you got home. Um, we tried connecting through, you know, TV. We're watching a lot of TV. We're watching, um, you know, a lot of just just taking in media and, and that's kind of where our connection was, was founded. We're, um, and that's kind of evident in how we're so nostalgic. We're, we're bringing back everything from our childhood through movies and, and, uh, toys and whatever, you know, we're, we're really connected with our, our, uh, our, I don't know, our, I guess our media and stuff as we were growing up. And now, now these kids today, they've been promised even more connection through, social media and through uh, the internet and less and less hard work being connected with parents. And, and so, man, I just, I see this mental health crisis, um, you know, being a combination of some of those elements where we as parents are really not connecting with our, our youth as we, as we could be, as we should be uh, through hard work, you know, not just playing, you know, um, and that's, that's what I try to do. I try to play with my kids a lot and, um, it's, it's been okay, but I've really re- recognized recently that we've got to, 
we've got to connect with them through hard work um, and and then provide them the emotional stability that they need. So, you know, I mean, let's talk about some of those emotional needs. So the CDC, again, reports that uh, one in three kids today, so 30% of all kids, uh, have the symptoms of anxiety. And, um, you know, suicide is now the leading um, cause of death among our teens. Um, depression and isolation are all on the rise. These are, these are major mental health issues. And I think we all struggle in our families with it to some degree. And so the, the, the big question is, you know, what do we do? How do we, how do we help our kids overcome this? Um, you know, let's talk about isolation real quick. That's a, that's a really popular one, especially the kids, uh, today, a lot of teens maybe don't see, um, you know, a whole lot of problem with it. They're, they don't feel isolated because they've got, you know, their phone that they, uh, will often sit on their phone in their bedroom, uh, or just wherever totally zoned out, totally oblivious to the world around them, scrolling through Instagram, checking Snapchat, all these different ways that they try to connect in the world. And, and then, uh, they're fairly oblivious to the world around them. Um, that's isolation. You know, they may be physically present, um, but when they're mentally and emotionally not present, that's a form of isolation. And a lot of times they even choose to physically isolate by going into their bedroom, locking the door, you know, staying away from, from family. I remember growing up, my mom was real big about not having a TV in my bedroom. You know, it was like we could have our Nintendo or whatever gaming system set up on the TV out in the living room, but not in our bedroom. And now I really see the wisdom of that. She was trying to keep us from isolating. You know, that was a, a problem in, in our day. If you had the TV in your bedroom, you'd just run in your bedroom, lock the door, play video games all day and isolate. Well, having that little screen in the palm of your hand uh, is kind of difficult to keep out of the bedroom. And uh, a lot of teenagers are essentially doing that same thing um, by just taking their media and their and isolating in their room. So uh, that's a really difficult thing for parents and and for kids today. And you know we're going to offer some real suggestions, some real help. Uh, we're going to go to break here in just a minute, but um, I just wanted to offer out anybody who is struggling with these these kind of issues. Uh, we've got a really great resource called the Emotional Navigator. It's a 20-page booklet that kind of helps parents and teens gauge where they're at on a healthy and unhealthy spectrum of these different mental health issues. We'd invite everybody to to get a free copy. Uh, you can give us a call at 833-803-3883. Just go ahead and call in right now, and we're happy to get one to you. Uh, or you can jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com where... Um, you can download one. But uh, we're going to go to break right now, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute with some real help and solutions to how we can help our kids overcome anxiety, depression, isolation, and the mental health needs that they have. Oh, I'll tell you, I, I just can't take this kid anymore. Uh-oh. Are you having problems with Dawson again? Man, I thought he would grow out of this, but he lies to us all the time, and he just sits in the basement playing video games. He says he's even got anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the heck is that anyway? Like, 
This kid's life's really that hard? Come on. Well, you know, life really is different for kids these days. Huh. What did you guys do to help Gavin? It was Life Launch Centers. I mean, he struggled for years and we thought it was just his personality. But really, we just needed to learn some emotional tools. Tools? Like what? Like what it means to be emotionally hijacked. How to talk out the stories in your head. And really, the distress tolerance tools helped a ton. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it took some dedication from all of us, but he's doing great now and it was totally worth it. You can actually overcome anxiety and depression in just two to three months with group counseling at Life Launch Centers. Don't wait until they fail in life. Get them the tools they need to successfully launch into life. Start by calling 833-803-3883. Welcome back to Mental Health Monday. This is your mental health moment brought to you by Life Launch Centers. I'm Joe Newman. Uh, joining you Today to talk about teenagers. Wow, teenagers are awesome, but they're tough. They are so awesome. I love interacting with teenagers because I think because they're still so moldable. They're still so like um, looking for answers in life and willing to take good advice when they recognize it. Um, but uh, they got some real needs, and today. Uh, mental health crisis is is uh, bigger than ever before, and uh, we're really just trying to offer some help for parents and uh, for families uh, to to keep the kids safe and to help keep your sanity. You know, there's um, I guess that's really what it all boils down to as parents. We're trying to keep our kids from killing themselves. Literally, both as a little kid from bumps and scrapes and scratches and falling off of stuff, you know, to, to when they're older and making sure that they understand that their life is valued and, and um, that they are highly valued. You know, with suicide being um, one of the, the major um, causes of death for teens and young adults, it's, it's scary to think that they really don't feel connected or loved. Yet that's the promise today of uh, technology and our, our culture. It's all about connection, right? So what do we do? Um, let's talk about being emotionally hijacked for a minute. This is something we teach at Life Launch Centers, and it's a really helpful phrase and concept to understand at home. Uh, emotionally hijacked is when your emotions have taken over. Just like a hijacker on a bus or an airplane or a car or whatever, they, they don't care where anybody else on that, on that vehicle is going. The hijacker has taken over, and they're going to take that vehicle in the direction they want to go. So we call it being emotionally hijacked, where your midbrain, where all of your emotions originate, literally hijacks the rest of the brain. It shuts off power to the forebrain, which is where all the, that logical or logical thought process happens, and uh, it starts steering it towards the fight, flight, or freeze response, right? So uh, when you're emotionally hijacked, you're either going to fight, which looks like arguing or being uh, emotionally highly reactive, or it looks like flight where you just run away or go isolate, lock yourself in the room, uh, or you freeze and literally just don't say anything, don't do anything, can't make any decisions. I, I think most parents can relate to seeing that kind of behavior in their teens. Um, and it's, uh, it's important to recognize that it happens in us too. We get emotionally hijacked. And as we talk about that with our kids, then it becomes less scary. It becomes less weird, right? Like being able to say, hey, I'm feeling emotionally hijacked. Like I, 
my emotions have taken over right now. We need to take a break or we need to apply some distress tolerance tools, some breathing techniques, some, some uh, empathy. Anyway, the, that's an important element to be able to say that to each other. I feel like I'm emotionally hijacked or it feels like you're, you're emotionally hijacked. Do you feel emotionally hijacked? Um, recognizing that when you can identify that, then that's, that's what we call the miracle moment. When you're able to recognize that your emotions have taken over, that's when you have a choice. That's the miracle. You can choose then what to do with those intense emotions. And, um, and then we teach a lot of methods on how to, you know, de-escalate those emotions. But uh, you can't teach this when your kids are in the height of their emotion. You don't, you don't really learn well when you're emotionally hijacked because your forebrain is all offline. There's no logical thought process. So you've got to kind of have these kind of discussions with your kids uh, beforehand, explaining to them what does it mean to be emotionally hijacked? What does it feel like when your emotions have taken over and use specific examples? You know, like if you're, say if your son, uh, you were asking him to uh, mow the lawn or whatever, and he would rather have gone and played with his friends or whatever, going over to the friend's house. Um, they, you know, just start, and maybe he gets really highly emotionally reactive and starts yelling and, oh, blah, blah, you know, just gets really angry. That's, not a, a normal or a healthy kind of response, but in that moment, you're not going to be able to teach because he's emotionally hijacked. So later, deliberately, as parents, we've got to take these opportunities to, to say to our kids, um, hey, you know, when I asked you to mow the lawn and you got really upset with me, it felt like you're what we called emotionally hijacked. And that's where your emotions take over and it's hard to, to reason. And really explain to them what happens in the brain it really empowers the kids. They, they start to realize that, um, you know, I'm not necessarily making these choices about my emotions. I'm, I'm just getting triggered. Uh, and my, my emotions have taken over. And so now we can choose what to do with them. That's the truth with anxiety, with depression. Um, honestly, you got so many kids today, teens that are self-diagnosing. Um, you know, we've talked about the, uh, emotional navigator and uh, this 20 page booklet that talks about um, helps teens and parents identify what healthy and unhealthy behavior looks like. So, I mean, just to give you an idea of what that, what that looks like with anxiety, for example, on this, um, on this page for uh, anxiety, there's what we have, what we call it emotionometers. And it's, it's like a temperature gauge on a, on a car. And uh, there's you know, different sections that are defined as what would be healthy and unhealthy. So if anxiety is unhealthy, what would be the opposite of that? Well, it's peace. And so, and then there's a little description, you know, if you're feeling peaceful, then you're calm, confident, ready to take on the world. Um, But then there's varying degrees before you get to anxiety, like timid and anxious. And, uh, you know, if, if you're feeling timid, you're unsure, you're reserved, still trying to figure things out. That's pretty much most teenagers, and that's healthy. You know, that's totally normal for teenagers to be timid. Um, and then even in the anxious section, you know, it says uh, fear of failing or choosing not to try. This is kind of where that um, that unhealthy zone starts to creep in. You know, if 
if the fear of failing is stopping your kids from trying, then they're starting to approach the realms of anxiety. You know, anxiety essentially is when they're totally unengaged, gripped with fear and unable to complete life tasks, like going to school, um, maybe just, uh, sometimes it's even like being able to make a purchase at the grocery store and talking to the, the teller, you know, that can be a, a, a very, um, common situation that induces anxiety. So that's kind of what this, uh, emotional navigator does. It helps, helps parents and teens kind of put themselves on a spectrum of what's healthy and what's unhealthy behavior. Um, how about harmful media? Let's go there for a quick second. You know, if harmful media would look like if you're addicted to video games, pornography, social media, you know, that's pretty, pretty common, um, commonly understood. The opposite, what would be healthy behavior is a consumer of media, you know, that unwinds with healthy media once in a while, knows when to turn it off. That's totally normal. That's, that's what we hope for our kids with media. But in between, you've got the binger, you know, someone who occasionally binge watches or geeks out on some game once a week. Uh, that's, that's pretty healthy. That's okay. But then there's that, that section of FOMO or fear of missing out, right? It's where the fear of missing out on games or social media or shows starts to set in and that becomes, uh, start to become unhealthy. Um, so really understanding where you and your family fall on these spectrums is really helpful to overcome the mental health challenges that we all face. So really, if you have some questions, some specific questions about mental health, either for yourself or your kids, please give us a call. We'd, we'd love to talk to you about your concerns, help give you some ideas, let you know about the amazing group therapy programs that are helping people actually overcome anxiety and depression. These group therapy programs run at Life Launch Centers are just phenomenal. They run uh, in the evenings, and summer's the perfect time to enroll your kids because they need some structure. They need some um, time to, uh, you know, they've got additional time, and so they use that time towards preparing themselves for the upcoming school year so that when they return, they've got the, the tools, the emotional tools they need to succeed. So, uh love teenagers, love talking about teenagers. Uh, They're so fun and it's so important that we help get them the mental health need and education that, that they need. Uh, That's, that's really what we're, we're trying to do as as life launch centers and what we're trying to do as parents offer that education and that, um, that help. So join us again for your mental health moment right here on St. George news radio at 6 PM on mental health Mondays Appreciate everybody joining in today. And until next time, keep those kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.